Blog Talk Radio. Services, the doctors and nurses, the first line COVID, first responders, 
the people who clean up after them really make it really have a tough time sometimes keeping healthy. And those who, who stock the shelves in the in the uh, during the pandemic in the supermarkets, we appreciate appreciate each and every one of them just as we appreciate each and every one of our listeners. Tonight's going to be a great show. We have a full cast that's on with us tonight of our staff. We have a special guest coming on uh, in a few minutes. His name is uh, Bernard Hopkins, also known as the Alien. Uh, Bernard had a very, very, very good, good uh, run, uh, 69 and 3, uh, yeah, record with uh, uh, boxing record. And uh, we're going to uh, go to him in a few minutes. So, uh, Bob, I know you have some uh, some duties to get tend to. Uh, you want to start with you? Yeah, uh, I, uh, my tongue is still uh, sticking to the roof of my mouth from that crow sandwich I had to eat last week. Uh, I think we're all sharing the same sandwich, but uh, the head kick hurt around the world. Uh, Leon Edwards and the new welterweight champion. Yeah, so Karaman Usman got knocked out. That guy dominated. Well, it was kind of a good first round. Uh, uh, he did good. Um, and I might have even got the first round to Leon Edwards, but then the next four, he was just getting dominated. And then, uh, right, 52 seconds or something like that, last in the, in, in the fifth round, a uh, head kick and knocked out Carmen Usman. It was, it was amazing. And, and uh, the look on Joe Rogan's face said it all. It looked like he saw a ghost. So that, that was uh, yeah, that was definitely an exciting fight last week. You guys ready? Yeah, Bob. Oh, yeah, so it was a great fight last week, and uh, then the co-main was great as well. Um, I mean, it was it was a good card. Uh, some good knockouts last week. Um, there was, uh, I can't remember Pedro, some Pedro. He he finally got a win after three years. Uh, uh, there was some good, good fights last week, but the but the headliner took the cake. Oh yeah, that yeah. I, I think we were all eating crow. You know that that fight was absolutely crazy. But like I said in the uh, last time I was on here, I wouldn't really be surprised if Leon won. Now, the reason why I'm saying this is a bigger upset than the Amanda Nunez one, than the Amanda Nunez, uh, the Amanda Nunez fight, is because, you know, after that, after that, that, that fourth round, and going into the fifth round, and halfway through the fifth round, I, I texted my friends, and I was like, is there any way to beat Kamaru Usman? Is there any possible way to beat him? You know, the first round had my mouth and my jaw locked after after um, Leon took Edwards down. And I was like, holy, you know, holy crap! Yeah, that was amazing. Uh, uh, Leon just won a round on Kamal Usman. You know, is this really happening? And then you know, Usman kind of showed Leon. You know, there's there's levels to this. You know, there's a reason why I'm the champion. There's a reason why I'm pound for pound king. And, and, and you know, he just, Leon, just like his corner said, he pulled it out of the fire. He pulled it out of the fire. And, and I saw this picture right after the fight of, it was a picture of, uh, of the Kobe Covington fight. 
I don't know if it was the second, third, or first fight, but it was the exact same kick. It was the exact same head kick, except it was thrown by Kobe Covington, so it had no knockout power. But um, uh, it was, you know, Kamaru's hands were in the exact same space. He was leaning right like he does all the time. And I realize now, wow, that was that's Kamal Usman's actual only flaw is his one move that he decides to drop his hand, put his chin down, and move to the right and move to yeah. the left. He does it every single time he fights at least once. And I started watching other other Kamal Usman fights, and it's true. He does it at least once every single time he fights. And Leon saw it. I think he, I think Leon was waiting for it. I think Leon knew what he had to do. He fainted the jab, made him move to the left, and, th- and threw a beautiful kick. And then the fight before that was absolutely amazing. Per- kudos to Luke Rockhold and Paula Costa. Um, you know, going into that fight, I, I thought, wow, you know, Luke Rockhold's fight seemed to go in here and get absolutely dominated. But it was actually an amazing fight, and Luke Rockhold put on the fight of his, his career. Actually, I'm not going to say the fight of his career, but one of the fights of his career and really, you know, shows what he can actually do. And I think if, if Luke Hawkins was in his prime, i say he's winning that fight. But he, he did one hell of a job. Hey, guys. Uh, we have a, a very special guest on with us tonight. And uh, uh, we want to spend some time with him. Um, this guy had uh, 67 fights when 514 rounds, and uh, he is a, a gentleman of all all styles. Um, he is a, 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 a role model, actually, for anybody that gets into the fight game that they should really follow. He, he's been always been a good guy. He's always been a gentleman. He's always been uh, very, uh, very fair with everyone, and that's uh, Bernard Hopkins. Bernard, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Hey, champ. Legend. Great to have you. Yeah, great to be here, man. You know, a Saturday evening, man. I'm just sitting back, relaxing, and, uh, you know, getting ready for, uh, as y'all talk about, big fights, you know, coming up, of course, before the year. Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited. I'm excited going into 2023. Mm-hmm. What do you bet? What do you think about the coming for sure? Mm-hmm. Excuse me. What do you think about tonight's fight? Um, wow. Uh, well, I, I think it's going to be. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think it's going to be an exciting fight um, until it ends. But it, it, it'll be exciting as far as you know. I'll say the first four or five rounds. Um, mm-hmm. You will see. Okay, Ty, you want you guys any questions? Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Now, let me ask you, but before, let me, let me say something about the, uh, did y'all like the way the fight, I mean, did y'all like the way it ended? Which one? Oh, the tonight's fight? fight? Tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Did you? Did you? Uh, yeah, the, the, uh, the, the, the first I, thing I want to do is just kind of, uh, just, just get your opinion on the uh, last week's Usyk Joshua fight. Would you? Think? Okay. All right. Good. Good. Let me let's let's talk about. Let me say this, man. Um, 
Joshua, when I seen the third, the fourth round, but before then, to me, to me, uh, Joshua couldn't couldn't figure it out and couldn't figure him out. But I mean, he couldn't figure it out. He couldn't figure the style. And I don't think the first fight, um, other than what happened, uh, didn't show him or didn't give him any other way, even through training camp, or even through the things that that as a fighter you would you you would mention press conference interviews and all this stuff you you mentioned. And, and, and let me tell you something: it, it's mostly of us that speak that we legit ninety nine percent. I'm telling you, and I believe that. Um, he never made those adjustments, even though he thought he did by training. Because if you mm-hmm. look at the first fight, you look at the second fight. Which he didn't do anything to me. I mean, for his style, anything different than the way he nah. fights. Unorthodox, unorthodox. Um, can't really nail him down to one particular style based on whether he punched from from a left hand first or right hand first, he just sort of uh, herky jerky all the way around. But he he has he has his temp- that's the style. There's a very few people in boxing history can pull off can pull off a style like that and be successful um, in 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 a short time. Yeah, because you'd be like, okay, but he's going to give a lot of people problems, and 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 mm. you know. He's going to be his 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 style. His size is not a huge heavyweight, so he has that cruiserweight. Hold up, he has that cruiserweight light, big light heavyweight. And you might say, Bernard, you ain't never mentioned heavyweight, and he's fighting heavyweight. Absolutely, that makes him even more dangerous because he's small mm. enough to maneuver, but big enough to hold his own. As we've mm. seen, yeah. Joshua twice. He can hold his own based on that unusual, different, the word different style that I see. Yeah, can't go ahead. Bob's got his uh, is out on his motorcycle going to work, so it, uh, you may he may have right. some success. One thing hey. I want to ask you, uh, Behop, that I that I noticed and. And Usyk, out, outside of his exemplary skill set, um, is a mental strength. And, you know, not to be hyperbolic, but I likened it to yours. You you also had a mental strength and discipline in the ring, um, a, a type of fortitude to no matter what was going on or what kind of adversity may hit you, you could always kind of get back to the game plan. Joshua had a big round ninth. Everybody thought he broke through. But Usyk came out in the tenth, and really the championship rounds. But it started in the tenth with kind of putting his stamp on a fight. What kind of mental fortitude does that take to weather that kind of storm and come back in accord with the game plan? A lot, very, very, very heavy mental concentration, and also you train. That doesn't happen overnight. That doesn't happen for a big fight. It doesn't happen in a small fight or not as big fight or in the middle. 
it has to be something that you recognize as a fighter to use it, and it's something that you you basically um, a certain level in your career are born with it. And let me tell you, um, I'm glad you brought that up because that's 90% of the fight is mental. The other percentage for any fighter that's been boxing, I don't care if it's a couple of years, over a dozen fights, um, the hardest part is mental. And you can train and get your body together, but you can talk trash and all that and get in that ring and you face some adversity like he did when Joshua had his, to me, one of the first or second good rounds in the whole fight. I believe it's the ninth or the eighth. I think one of y'all said it earlier. That was it. That was it. That was it. And, and, and you know, <laughs> those fights like that, when it comes dealing with a guy that has a strong mental and you're in the ring with him twice, that's Joshua. And I believe part of the confidence, other than getting physically outmaneuvered and out chess playing, Joshua is not a strong-minded person. Now I'm not right. saying yeah. hold, hold up, listen, no. listen. I don't want people. I want people going. I, I, listen, Joshua. Joshua is a, a an athlete. He's an athlete. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But is the difference between an athlete? And a professional prize fighter. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. what do you, you talk about? Oh, whoa, whoa, what do you, He got no. the body. Yeah. Hey, hold on, hold on, wait a minute. Let's just get to the point of the scientific of of, of breaking down systematically. Yes, sir. Uh, individuals, individuals, as we could say, like you do a a, a a a not comparing us to robots or a car, but you got to break it down systematically. And that's when you start breaking things down systematically. You say, "Oh, look at his body. He he can fight. That don't mean he can fight. Oh, look at it. he got he got great looks. He he just got the whole facade. He got the whole image of a throw." But one thing about boxing, and it's gonna get deep, y'all. But I don't want y'all to take it as deep as it is. But it is it's facts to me. One thing, one thing for sure about. The sport of boxing, the sweet science, they say. You're going to get tested. You're going to get tested, and you're going to get tested in a lot of ways in this professional sport called boxing. And there will come a moment, as you stay around long enough, I don't care who you are, you're going to be tested. And, 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 And those tests, really only need to ha- be passed or, 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 or failed one time. Because once the world sees it, uh-huh. especially your future opponents and other people see it, that's the first, first sign of tipping your hand how to beat you. Uh-huh. And when you see that, you, you talk trash at the press conference, you do something to get him riled up, but you know that he's got a a, 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 a a spot in his head that I can tap into. And no matter how hard he trains, no matter how hard he thinks he's going to beat me, uh-huh. the only thing I got to do is remind him 
of who he is. Mm. Buy him of who he is. And then after that, it becomes, now it just become now a, myself putting that performance in front of millions of people on TV and, and just execute from there. I'm telling you, I, as you know, I mean, come on, man. Who was the, who in, my, in, in the era not too far from now? This is 2022. I only retired. It's been five and a half years now. It might not have been that long. I know it's been five. I'm the master at mental games. Where you think I would have with Puerto Rico and put the flag down in San Juan, Puerto yeah. Rico? <laughs> yeah, that was something else. I mean, bro. what are we talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm getting now heated up now. that you it, that was something else, bro. No, 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 no. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm getting heated up now. Now, you, te- you touched the sweet spot. I'm telling I you I said, right my now, guy is trying to get killed out there. I listen, ain't trying to get killed. Listen, <laughs> listen. As a matter of fact, I love everybody in Puerto Rico. I love going on vacation. I want to come home alive. But listen, one thing for sure. Once any fighter out there, A-side, B-side, or C-side, they all of a sudden, the C-side going to think he's an A-side or I mean, a B-side or A-side because he said, hey, hold up, man, I'm going to just take his heart. So, so whatever Joshua would do, I'm not saying his career is completely over, Right, but he he he's definitely at the door. He just ain't turned the doorknob yet. It, 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 trust me. Even a C level fighter is going to try to jump on him. Even no, I always C-level thought that was one of the differences between Deontay Wilder and Joshua. You know what I mean? Everyone talks about how Joshua had better technique. But listen, one one thing about Wilder, you can say what you want to say about Wilder. Wilder gangster man. Yes, Wilder going to come out. You, he might get, listen, and it, ain't, and it ain't an easy fix. He might get knocked out in the process of trying to hit you with, with a punch. But one thing for sure, he getting up off the, that canvas. If he ain't yes, knocked out cold, he getting up off the canvas. Yes, so, sir. So, 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 when you keep talk, trying. Okay. Going to keep trying. It, listen, he can't help himself. That's, that's who he is. Yeah. yeah. Love that. Got the dog in him. And I, I like what you said. He can't help that. himself, just like a Joshua can't help himself. It's just who you are. And they it's always say, you know, the boxing ring is the truth. Is, is a truth ring. You know what I mean? This one. Yeah, but Joshua cares. And, and 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 to be honest, I know like every fighter cares, but there are levels to care. And to be Joshua before he fought Usyk, be, listen. Joshua would have been, I'm telling you, other, there's two guys out there that I believe is one now. But there's only two guys really out there before Joshua lost of the night that, to me, is the only one to put Joshua in that state of mind. You want to know who the other one is or would have been? Wilder. Two. Hmm. Wilder is the second guy out there. I believe that would have happened if Wilder would have fought him first. Oh, yeah. I always uh, – If you was to you know, ask me, I know – And myself I know if, always felt that way. I know, I know if yeah. is a small word, but it means a lot of conversation. I'm asking after you say the word if, so I'm going to say if. So I'm saying this right now. If Wilder would have got him before Usyk, Wilder would have probably stopped him because Wilder got that heavy punch to do that 
Uzi, he, he, the, listen, the break Joshua got, he wasn't in there with a puncher. Would you agree yeah. or disagree? Agree, absolutely agree. Can you imagine? Can you can you imagine if he had a if he had a little bit ten ten more pounds of pressure on what he has now? Josh would have been in trouble, man. Oh yeah, easily. Yeah, he rocked him yeah. several times in the first fight. <laughs> correct, correct. Yeah, I messed up that Yeah, he he buzzed him. He buzzed him, and it wasn't a hard shot. It was a clean shot. See, they didn't want to get you. It wasn't no bolo. Now, this is one of those clean, short shots. And you seen Joshua legged it a little bit, and then he started grabbing like the first fight. But yeah. But I'm going to bring something to your attention. One thing about when Joshua gets hit, or when he gets hurt, I'll say that way. When he, that's the best. When he gets hurt, he showed that he's hurt. When Joshua gets hurt, he's all over the place. I mean, his whole body equilibrium oh, yes. is off. He so loses his I mean, form. Some fighters, some fighters, and everybody, everybody on this phone here, been at fights, commentate fights, call fights. Y'all, y'all mm-hmm. will be able to understand and appreciate it. Some fighters can get hit and sort of be hurt, but camouflage it at the same time yep. when you don't even know how hurt he is. Yep. Body. The fighter is him. The fighter in the ring don't even know how hurt. I I don't even know how hurt. I I I hurt him so much, or how I hit him with so much of a force where it knocked him off a little bit. But I don't even know he got hurt because he sort of took, he, he sort of forced some of it off and camouflaged it. Where I'm kind of hesitant whether I'm gonna jump in or not. Joshua doesn't have those attributes. No, agree. And that's something Absolutely. you can't teach. I mean, can you imagine your trainer telling you in the gym, this is what we're going to do if you get hurt? No, that's what they tell you. Grab, hold. I got a question for you, B.O.P. Going back to that, um, you were talking about mindset, 90% of it's mindset. I think I read something here recently that you had made a comment about um, uh, Canelo and Triple G fight coming up, that uh, Canelo – pop him with a liver shot and drop him. My question is, is after this last fight, the Canelo lost, don't you kind of think maybe it seems to most of us that he's kind of lost it a little bit with his uh, perseverance and, and mental ability to concentrate on things. I mean, he looked horrible in that last fight, and everyone's questioning whether or not he's going to be able to stand up at Triple G, especially after the last two that he fought that were controversial. Well, let's, but so what's your well, thoughts on that whole thing? Well, you said you said a couple of things, but I'm gonna knock off three of them. I think that was summing up. First of all, um, if you look, if I'm Triple G, and I'm looking at Canelo's last fight with a guy that's not a big puncher but a good boxer and kind of tricky, it was to me, and and he's not. Canelo Alvarez is not promoted by Golden Boy, so when I say what I'm going to say, people, will, 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 they can't use that for anything. Canelo, to me, didn't take his opponent, his adversary, his, 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 the guy he's fighting. Why did I say that? Not for an excuse to take anything away from the guy that won. Canelo 
thought this was going to be something that was going to be given to him. Then second, why Canelo beats Triple G? Then I'm going to go back to the fight that Canelo lost. I believe whatever, and I did see some diminishing in Canelo's, I would say, go get him type, seek and destroy. His mind, I can't tell you what that says, but I can go by the actions in that ring. Is that he realized that he wasn't going to be given a free fight or he wasn't going to be given another win. This guy came to fight. He came to fight a fight plan that wouldn't give him get him knocked out on trying to be a slugger or try to fight Canelo. He didn't fight Canelo. He boxed Canelo. There's mm. a damn difference. And let me tell you about Triple G. Why Triple G would get smashed this fight <laughs> with Canelo. Let me yeah. tell you why he gonna get let me tell you why he gonna get smashed the third fight around. This is how he gonna get smashed. He's gonna get smashed because even though Canelo for the first time after getting a lesson in the schooling and a doctor doctor degree from Floyd Mayweather he got exposed not because he lost to a Floyd Mayweather type of talent. He got exposed because he put himself in that position. Everybody should be killed when they go in that ring. And if you lose that for one fight after winning 20 or 30 or having a roll, then you already, you, you already, you got off mark. You off the target. Talk to him. Talk to him. So now let's go back to Triple G, how he gets smashed. See, Triple G, fell off. Triple G fell off to me three, four Canelo fights ago. And now I know they didn't fight that long, but the fight that he had that wasn't Canelo, even with the win. Well, wait a minute, Bernard, God, win. <laughs> that's, that's sort of like a perfect fight, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it, it's flaws. It's flaws in wins and losses. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's some flaws. There's some flaws I, I happen to see because I'm watching in the same way class if I'm Canelo or anybody that got any got darn sense will sit back and say, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. Yeah, he got the win. Okay. He he he, he walked the dude down like 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 Triple G does. Hit him in the back, top of the head, side of the head, on the head. Dude, I ain't saying all this is cheating. He hit the man when he's supposed to hit. The referee got a job. You ain't doing everything is legal to the referee tell you no. So, so my my thing my thing is I'm looking at Triple G and I'm saying to me, yo, he 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 ready, he ready, yeah, he yo, oh, yeah. he got a he got the two cement boxing shoes on like he's seen the yeah, cement, yeah. you know, at this dry up, this is kind of kind of heavy, yeah. and he's the same way, he can't fight no other way. Now he going there with Canelo. He ain't going there with no young bull, man. He ain't going there with nobody, man, that's going to throw punches at him and still might get him. But he got Triple G got a better chance to walk him down because they don't understand Triple G heart is going to say, keep coming, keep coming. He break guys down because they, they don't see him getting tired. They feel those punches hitting him on the arm, the back, the top of the head. You know, he liked that top of the head shot. 
But yeah, see, Canelo right now is in a situation where he has to win, y'all. So anybody out there that's putting a wager on this, lunch, dinner, whatever y'all do, I'm telling you right now, I will be surprised. We will do this interview again after the fight. I will apologize to all your guests. <laughs> I will apologize to all my fans. No, no, I'm going to get a little something. No, 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 no. I ain't going to just say win because that's four rounds, right? Canelo gets him out of there. He gets him out of there before the 10th. So if it go past the 10th, oh, wow. I'll give you the ninth. The ninth round, he gets beat up. He the, 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 he gets beat up. He gets beat up between the sixth and eighth, and somebody going to stop it, referee or the corner. <laughs> Canelo got his number. Canelo, listen, I fought. Listen, I, I do. You know, I, I'm do second think, I do believe that. I, listen, listen. I'm a second oldest out of six, right? Y'all hear that? Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. I got a, I got a sister named Bernadette. She's a year older than me. I'm 57. She's 58. That's why I said she's out. I want y'all to hear this. And that's why I'm letting y'all know she's a year older than me. And she's 57. And she's 58. You probably said, well, Bernard, yeah, she's a year older. Okay. She had the meanest left hook. <laughs> <laughs> I never wanted that third rematch. Well, again, we was not, we was young, 12, 13. She hit me with that. You talking about a, a hook from the floor? Like, it ain't come from the shoulder. It came from the floor. That's why you don't see it. Yeah, just look, running that hot. But somebody going to call me and curse me out. I know once I got the phone with y'all, she had one of those mean that. And, and that's what I'm telling you. You don't want a third rematch with that. Or fourth, I'm telling you. Canelo wears him out. Triple G can't keep that pace. Canelo got all that he got to fight for now because he's coming off of, like we said, an upset. One of the, I mean, I, I don't want to say it's the Tyson and Buster Douglas, but is it, in our era, it was. In, in, in our era, I know that was deep, in our era, I'm talking about right now. In the last five, six, seven, eight, go to ten if you want. Name one fight in that time. Y'all watch a lot of boxing like me. What was the biggest upset or was there any big upset than what happened to Canelo that y'all know of in any in between this back it up the next five years? You can go further break. I say I say last ten. I'm 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 gonna go with the Ruiz beating Joshua. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one was unexpected. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think he yeah. has a chance against Ortiz either, personally. But yeah, yeah, I gotta get yeah. yeah I can't cut. Yeah, you know that, what? That, that, I, I, right here on this show, be hopping, and and the guys will attest to it. I predicted. Bivol would beat Canelo, and the dynamic I predicted, the reason why I predicted that is because I said the fight reminded me of your fight with Trinidad. I always thought the dynamic of Canelo versus Bivol reminded me of you versus Tito. The guy who was moving up in weight was viewed as the dynamic puncher against a guy who was, to my, to my view, underrated, a weight class above who was viewed as a solid technician. I looked at it as the same dynamic, and I 
I wow. thought it would kind of go the way it did. I, that that's wow. one of the things I said right on the show. I said this reminds me of Canelo against of uh, B Hop against Tito. I said it's the guy moving up in weight viewed as the puncher against the underrated technician. I said and that's, 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 that's I said I, something similar is going to happen. <laughs> that been there at that weight sitting and waiting, right? Yeah. He had to come up to his weight. He's been there already, and, and he's been there yeah. like you said. Like just just waiting for an opportunity like this, and have really nothing to lose. And and Hop, yeah. you know better than anybody in boxing, technicians, they they're not flashy, right? Everybody sees the power, they see the speed. Well, what they call it boring. Really, we, we, we exactly, boring. you don't appreciate a good technician until he beats somebody with that power and speed. And that's, that's, that's I how I looked at Bivol. Yeah, right. and that's how it's I looked Canelo. at you and Bivol and, and Canelo. Yep, that's just how I looked at that going in. But let me tell you, pit those together, and I, I see how your vision is by looking at the technique. Because I'm a technical fighter. I mean, I, I think everybody know that. Even not even my fans is not my fans. Um, I'm a technical <laughs> fighter. And and let me let me tell you something. Um, the that fight. Another person another fighter, excuse me, that has really a one way of fighting and that's it. Yes. And yep. normally when they try to normally when they try to do something that we never seen before, in that ring at that moment, you know it's basically frustration. It's just frustration. It's just like you'd be like what like you're trying to stop all Trinidad Trinidad couldn't figure out. Once I kept that, that right hand up and I, my right hand up, my right hand up, I took away his left hook. And yep. I didn't stay there. And you mentioned it. Same thing Duvall did to Canelo. He he was in and out, but he didn't go all the way back. He didn't have to come like eight, nine feet back in. He stayed just in range to hit and use his, his speed and his subtle, subtle, not running, foot movement. And Canelo just sat back and went back on the ropes and was like, yo, like, it looked like he was trying to beat him in. But that was really, like, confusing. That was really mm-hmm. one of those things as a fighter, like, yo, like, I got to bluff this. I got to bluff this thing off because this yeah. dude is tagging me. This dude is tagging yeah. me every time I try to touch him. Yeah. Uh, I agree with you going to be in traction for about six months when he fights King Kong, because I think he's going to knock him completely on, into the dirt. <laughs> I can't see Ruiz pulling out of that personally. I mean, he lost a lot of weight, looks good, but I think he picked the wrong battle this time. Yeah, I, I but think it depends on what Ruiz has, I mean, uh, Ortiz has left. I, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I agree with you, man, because I mean, it's one thing of looking good and all that stuff like that, but, you know, nobody's going out for modeling. This ain't a modeling contest. One thing for <laughs> yeah. sure, uh, Absolutely. He, he better definitely ha- he de- he better have a strategy. And I don't know what that strategy is going to be because um, I don't think he's going to pull it off, to be honest with you. I ain't, I ain't being a hater. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, I'd be surprised. That, that would be an upset. That would be an upset. Yeah. Oops. How about, how about throwing uh, another one? He looked against Charles Williams. He, he doesn't look preserved. 
um, and his legs. He, I mean, he still has his skill set, and that's why he was able to catch Charles Williams. He's got his skill set and his power, but his legs just aren't under him the way they used right. to be, and that's why he lunged a few times. It's one of the reasons why he got uh, dropped. He was never really hurt, but, you know, he's just, his right. legs just didn't support him in the shock of the blow. And right. Andy Ruiz, you know, you know, for all his flaws, one thing the guy does is throw quick, compact combinations. He is, and, he you know, is quick. Him. Yeah. So, and like, that's quick. a fight I honestly, at this point, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Ruiz beat him. I wouldn't be surprised if Ruiz beat him. I kind of agree with uh, Zito. I got to see where Ortiz has left in the can. Well, y'all leave me to say this thing about that that fight. I just hope it be a fight that people are talking about. I hope it just I hope it be exciting. You know what I mean? Like least yeah. least competition. Now. But 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 let me throw something at y'all right now that I think would be, and y'all heard a lot about it lately. I think it would be one of the super fights of the welterweight division. Um, in the in in the 80s and uh, in, in, in early 90s era. And if you remember the names in that, obviously Ray Leonard, Tommy Hearns, yeah. Rufford Benitez, Tank Davis, Tank Davis and Ryan Garcia. Now, now yes, everybody on West, hold, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Everybody on us to the microphone. All right, we're, we're going to have a, we, we got we to order here. I'm, I'm going to listen. Whoever takes the mic first, I'm going to listen. And and whoever else is there, the 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 they uh you know they what they believe or what they want to see, and I will listen. So I'm gonna shut up and I'm gonna listen. I I got I got a pipe on this one because I was just about to bring that up. As a matter of fact, I was gonna ask your opinion, and I want, I guess I'll tell you mine. I don't see any way that he's gonna stop Tank at all. Okay. I don't even think he's gonna be close. Yeah, I'm not saying he's not a good fighter. He's fantastic, but I I just don't think he, I don't think he's going to touch Tank. All right, who I, I, else? I, Anybody else? It all comes. Well, you know, I, I do want to say real quick, uh, Mr. Hopkins. It has been an absolute honor to be on the uh, the show with you. I have to head off to a gig. I just want to thank you very much for being on the show and and the rest of my fight uh, fighting work, guys. I'll see you next week. All right, God bless. Okay, well, be safe, brother. You see. Uh, Is he your you technical expert? Is he your uh, technical yeah, expert? Yeah, Why don't you handle this? Can you hear me? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Um, I think it comes, it's, it's all about level of competition. Um, the f- fight styles, they, I mean, both guys, I mean, Ryan Garcia, and, and he's, he's the guy who offensively, he, he he's a beast. He's a beast offensively. Um, he he still has some growing. He still has some maturing to do. He, he gets hit too way too much. He's really not defensively aware. I'm going to say. I don't, actually, I'm not going to say anything about skill and reflexes. Just as far as when the punches come at him, he's not really aware. Um, he's he's more or less looking offensive. Tank is too, but Tank being of a shorter stature tends to have to work a little harder to get to where he needs to go. Um, but Tank's fought much better to the competition than me. And that, that, that's the biggest difference is who you fight. So I would, I would right, mean well, to I'll attack. go last. Oh, go ahead, Z. Oh, no, you I'm done. done. I'm leaning towards Tank. All right, well, here, look, I'll go last and I'll be the unpopular guy. Um, there are certain variables, right, that, that, 
you know, Tank definitely, you know, he's older, so he has more experience, and he's fought a certain modicum of a higher level of competition. With that said, and this is going to be unpopular because I'm just going to say it just outright, I believe Ryan Garcia is all wrong for Tank Davis. Too much range, too much reach. He whips his punches very quick. He's reactive. Tank loses rounds. In my opinion, Tank has what I would call an educated puncher's chance against Ryan Garcia. If he doesn't knock Ryan Garcia out, he doesn't beat Ryan Garcia, I believe. That's just where I'm at. Ryan Garcia's feet have proven to be a little leaden, but since he picked up uh, to Goosen, I've noticed him a little, like, in a, again, it was for Tuna, but just watching what he was doing, he was a little lighter on his feet, and like you said, offensively, he's a dynamo. Tank is, is amazing, but I just think the stature and the size is going to play a difference, and I just personally think that Ryan Garcia, when we talk about these, these young lightweights, I think Ryan Garcia is along for Tank. My opinion. Kay, you've been very quiet. You got anything to say on this one? Oh, I'm sorry. I wasn't really. I wasn't really listening. Um, okay. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put this out there. I, um, I think the elephant in the room is Devin Haney. I'm not going to lie. Well, wait a minute. We, Bernard threw that out there, right? B-Hop threw that out. So before we get to Haney, B-Hop never said what he thought of that fight. Yeah. Correct. Correct. All right. Now, a short answer. I got two. So the short one will come first. The short answer is whoever fights their fight and their fight alone and, of course, convince their guy, Tank or Ryan, to submit to it wins the fight. That was the short answer. Now, the answer that everyone on his phone gave, I'm going to give the second one with some variables and some ingredients and, and, and spices and stuff like that um, on both sides. Tank, I believe, is the heavier puncher. Ryan is the sharper puncher. Tank is advanced based on the knowledge that he's around. I'm talking about gym, a gym rat around gym rat coaches and some are trainers. There's a different coach and trainer to me, to me. So Tank, if you look at his resume, he fought some quality opponents. And to me, he didn't have problems with any of them, even the ones that did better than the bat that he fought. But I believe Goose's name was mentioned. Uh-huh. Let's go. And Let's go. I believe I believe with Ryan Garcia staying his future the way it was twelve months, thirteen, fourteen months ago, making some adjustments. Understanding and some of it's gonna be emotional, y'all. So I want you I want you to give me some time to let you know it's gonna come call to emotional drives and, and inspiration to do this and do that and prove people wrong. I know how I felt 
I know what I need to do. And I'm just talking about I, so I'm going to leave I out. Ryan Garcia compared to Dane, Tank, um, Tank Davis, excuse me, uh, opponents that they fought on their resume, Tank Davis wins when it comes to the quality of fights that he fought. But Ryan Garcia is one of those different type of young fighters that come up. And when you have, when you have an individual who not only has the look of this era as a rock star, but can fight and don't mind getting hit. And when he goes down, which is not a lot, he gets back up. So we've seen heart, we've seen determination, and we've seen that a person wasn't, that a fighter wasn't settling to play safe so he won't get that feeling again when his ass on a canvas and he gets up and he gets a knockout later. Yo, now that doesn't say, hold up, I'm not going to stop there until that's why he should be tanked. That guy wasn't Tank Davis. So, so, so I'm going to bring everybody back down again. I'm just going <laughs> to, as I said earlier, mm-hmm. I'm going to bring some points in and, and, and just hope and pray that this fight can happen before at least at the top of the year. I said the top of the year, realistically. Anything would be uncivilized for me to say. I'll be lying to you. I think it's going to happen before that. The way this thing is going. It's a whole, this is Joe Frazier and George Foreman. It's a Joe Frazier and Ali fight. The Foreman fight wasn't nothing. <laughs> it's going to be that way. But listen, this where I see this thing being huge. We'll probably break any record that Oscar did, any record, and that's my partner, any record that, that, that anyone else did in pay-per-views of this era. It would break the last era record if this fight could happen between now and spring of 2023. And let me tell you, again, back on the skill level, I believe Tank Davis is at his peak, and he's been there. Ryan getting that little year and year and one month off and had to rejuvenate himself mentally and physically, while Tank allegedly is dealing with other stuff outside the ring, whether it's boxing business, I'm with PBC or I'm not with Floyd or that all this stuff, man. All this stuff, man. When it comes to big fights like that, you might say, Tank, man, I'm sorry, man. I, I, I respect you, man, but man, you're going crazy now. This ain't got nothing to do with boxing. This will be the biggest fight each individual ever been into. This is everything that they see, that they've been at fights themselves, the magnitude of this has to be Marvin Hagler and Ray Lennox. One of that type, man, 20,000 people, they know this. this. And we're in a YouTube era. Let's not forget, y'all, we're in a different era that most people on this phone didn't grow up in or not growing up in now. We in it. Don't get me wrong, we're still alive. But everybody I talk to in this phone, I'm assuming is past 30 years old. So yeah. I see this fight yeah. being a well. I see this fight, if it goes down, I see this fight being a technical fight. That any fight, more Ryan, because I think Tank has that heavier punch. Well, 
but Ryan Garcia has that sharper, quick combination punch that we've seen that is punching one punches, punches. Is, he's a combination puncher, but he can hurt you. But with a combination, he can pitch the lights out. Tank, you could be you could be beating Tank up all the way to the 11th round, and he can hit you and knock you out. We all seen that already. I see Ryan fighting a fight outside of his reach that was mentioned earlier. Ryan keep him two and a half to three feet away from him with the end of that stick. And then every, the hood up, then every time Tank got to work his way in, if he keep Tank outside, the fight will be easy. If he let Tank pass his elbow, the fight gets difficult. Both yep. fighters got to fight this like whoever makes the mistake dies. Not win, mm. not lose, die. So that means you walk in this tightrope and you thousands of feet up in the air. There's no safety net. You have to go across it. Ain't no going back. You got to go across it with that long stick in your hand with no safety net. That's how this fight's going to be. If it happens, the word if, the word if is a two-letter word, but I know it's bigger than just being if. So if this happened, I see this fight being one of those fights where we got to see it the second time. Mm. This fight, nobody nobody gets knocked out because Tank can't get in. And Ryan, it won't be a draw either. It won't be a draw. Ryan will box circles around. Tank Davis, just like I beat Trinidad, but he will not knock Tank out. Tank will get beat up. He will get outpunched. He will get outscored. He will get outflared, razzle-dazzle. And as the fight goes on, Tank going to feel that he's losing. And then he's going to get wild, and he's going to look for the knockout. And a fine line between Ryan Garcia going going to sleep for one second in that fight can make him mm-hmm. go to sleep for three minutes. So he know he's playing with fire, or he's fighting fire right now. Mm-hmm. I spoke to Garcia. Yeah. Yo, how you feel, man? How you feel? Legacy time now. He said, yo, I want the best. Uh-huh. I don't want to come back. I don't want to come back and fight this person, get this one fight. I want to go get Tank after this. After that, I knock this dude out, I want to go get Tank. I said, hold up, man. Don't go. In. No, no, man, I'm going to knock us. I stop arguing. I, I'm trying to tell him to be cool. Don't go try to knock him out the first round and look, you know, sloppy. Be cat. Don't, nah, man. Nah, I got nah, I to make a statement. You said make a statement? Make a statement. I'm like, at the press conference, I'm like, yo, everybody need to make a statement. Everybody watching, all eyes, all eyes is on the zone. Then they threw it right back on my face. You said make a statement, right? I said, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, make a statement. You made a statement. You made it. I said, mm-hmm. I, and, and again, I've been around Tank. I've been around those guys. Listen, Tank is a beast. He's the guy to beat. Oh, don't let me forget to tell you that. He's the guy to beat, and 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 that's the. Listen, you got. You got Crawford, right? Right? You know you got Crawford, right? Yeah. 
Another Beast. Mm-hmm. How do you see that one coming down? If, if, hold up. If if Ryan don't get if Ryan don't get Tank Davis, let's let's go get Crawford. Mm. That's making a to me. That's making a bigger statement. Let's mm-hmm. go get Bud. Let's go get Bud. Matter of fact, let's talk to Bud now. He's coming. He's coming to go watch and go to board first. Y'all seen in the last two fights. He even had a stable made on the card. What are we talking about? Maybe, maybe Bud is the guy to beat in that division. To be honest with you, because if you really look at it, the only reason he hasn't been active, and again, he's not with Golden Boy. For anybody that's listening, I know a lot of listeners are listening. He's not with us, y'all. <laughs> he just been at our fight, and hopefully we can we, we can uh, fulfill his wishes. You know, I mean, get one of those fighters. It could be anybody. We we got more than one. You know, we got we we, we got Zerto, not Zerto light heavyweight, but we we, we have McGear. I mean, we have Ortiz. I mean, come on, I'm throw some more at you. I got, I just named two young guns right there that's chopping at the mm-hmm. bit. They chopping at the bit. They at the door. The only reason it ain't opening because nobody opening out, twisting out. Um. Hey, right there, which one? Tell, tell them which one. Tell them which one. Victor, they they want they want they want Bud right now. They want Crawford now. If you ask, you you seen the interview. So, I came fight for him. This interview came fight for him. Y'all came fight for him. I just I just know, and I go to these camps. I just don't show up to. The promotion time and get up on the mic and talk. Talk. No, I want. I want to go see what they don't. I, I want because I, I ain't gonna make my stuff. My credibility's on the line now. Now if they go in the ring and they don't do what I thought they was gonna do or that I, you know, wanted them to do, that's something different. Hey, I gotta eat crow. Right. So y'all gonna come back on the show? Hey, y'all, I gotta bow. I gotta do what I gotta do. But I, that's mm-hmm. my credibility. That's what I said. I gotta do. I would do it because that keeps my credibility intact. Whether I'm whether I, I missed a one or two, and I've been I've been on the road so far, my my pick's been great. I've been on the road, I had some boo boos, but I've been on the road. And my thing is now <laughs> is how can I hold on? How can I make how can I make the transition of the legendary history promoters mm. that can do something now in our era? And I'm I'm going right into the Oscar De La Hoya and Golden Boy promotion. Mm-hmm. And anybody with the right mind that's a part of any promotional team or anything will take this opportunity to say, "Hey, wait a minute, let's, let's, just, let's just let's just let's just look at the landscape that Oscar De La Hoya, the owner, the president, he owns the company. He deserves been through some trials and tribulations. We all do." When the last time that we can sit here and talk, it's almost two state who two decades and some years that ever in boxing because they don't want y'all to notice, even though it's there, but no, they don't want nobody to talk about it, but they know it's there because they know how powerful it is for other future champions, future businessmen, future this, future that. They don't necessarily have to be throwing gloves. 
Y'all tell me right. Oscar. Y'all tell me other than Oscar and myself shaking hands where everybody on this phone know they said it's what lasts. They're gonna be suing each other. Bernard is hard yep. to get along with. Yep. Hold on, let me finish. Yep. Because Oscar came to my Hall of Fame in Catastone, New York, and he said, and he flew overnight. Because I believe McGill, yeah, McGill had fought that Saturday. He flew all night to be at my ceremony on a Sunday up in Catastone, New York. Mm-hmm. When do you ever see in history of boxing? I'm talking about the Ali era. I'm talking about the Jolos era. I'm talking about even before that. Would you name me two fighters that's in the Hall of Fame? Oscar, I believe, won over eight, nine championships, eight divisions. I mean, eight division champions or more, probably nine. Gives 20 defenses, hold the record, at least second, depending on who you ask. The oldest today, 2022, the oldest fighter that held the world championship title. It was George Foreman at first. The only fighter that won, not only in the last 20 years, the undisputed, he's the only fighter that had all four belts. The last one was the WBO. I had to knock Oscar out to get that one. <laughs> the reason I went and got that other belt because they said, Bernardo, if you want to keep going, you're 40 almost 50, nobody ever had the WBO, the WBC, the WBA, the IBF, and I mentioned the WBO. So the promotion was, still got the poster, four belts. And now we're promoting and making dreams come true based on throwing the biggest fights that can be made. Y'all seen the interviews, I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. We put in the biggest fights on Zoda, Zoda, the light heavyweight. I know y'all in love with him. He's mm-hmm. going to, he's the mandatory. Oh, the big ball, yeah. Shot. He, mm-hmm. uh, that's what I'm saying. He said, I'm ready. He's tall. Yeah. You know what I told him, y'all? If you ever get a chance to talk to him, if you don't hear this and see this himself, somebody tell him, I say, can you do me a favor? You know, they listen to me like E.F. Hutton. Uh, he speaks to everybody listen. Mm-hmm. I told him to go look up YouTube Bob Foster. Mm. He said, he said oh, yeah. who you? Because Zoto speaks English very well. I don't know if you ever talked to him very well, fluently. Okay. He said, who? who, who? He said, who? I said, Bob Foster. The long arms, the long legs. Yeah. I said, yeah. add Bob Foster to that four or five spices that you ready to make this one of those... <laughs> Recipes that people could be like, yo, he's going to be around a long time. He got the height, the arms, he long, he lean, the wide back. He fights like a big man. He ain't trying to be 6'2", fighting 5'7". That's what Joshua was trying. Did y'all see Joshua squatting down? 
Yeah. What is so good? Look at the fight when we get off the phone and call me back tomorrow. He's squatting down, trying to get at the same. Nothing else will work. So he's squatting his shoulders down. You know how you bend down, you bend your knees, and you're like, yeah, I'm your size now? If I had to put a voice with the picture of what I'm telling y'all, he had no... It, Listen, that's that's how I think that when 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 all said and done, we want to do big fights. We want to continue to do big fights, and I also want to make history. Way after my career is over with, and doing things that never been done in boxing with two Hall of Famers. Two world champions in multi multi divisions became promoters, became partners, became friends, became a force, and also became a breath of fresh air to the future of boxing. Nobody going to report that, but they report something if something go wrong. Oh, my God. They report something if it didn't happen. Especially what we have done in last two decades, at least half of that has been hard work. But trust me, it'd be breaking news if something was not intact in order because they say that society thrives off of news. What is news? It ain't good. Or is it bad? So as long as we are conscious, me and Oscar De La Hoya, as long as we are conscious, because then I think everybody would get the bug, that this mindset is out there, this spirit is out there, and you know what? That should motivate us like it did when we was boxing. You know what motivated me when I was boxing? I used to hear a voice that said, You'll be back in six months. You might as well give that soap and everything back. Mm-hmm. You might as well get it back. Mm-hmm. You'll be back in six months. I heard mm-hmm. the warden. I heard the warden. So when somebody says, y'all going to be in court, they knew what they were saying. They knew the threat. They knew the threat. If it was the 60s, they probably would have sniped me from a roof and killed me call assassination. Mm. But this assassination in this society is all about your image, your reputation. So if they yeah. can put if they hold up this is the sniper and would make I believe us more dangerous to them. Not to mm. y'all. Is that we know this and we speak about it when it's time. Not overdo it in speaking, but every now and then you got to remind people when the last time you ever seen two fighters be successful in a boxing business. They don't, somehow that's not news. To me, that's inspiring. Even if it wasn't me, I'd be like, yo, man, that's, man, that's, that's pretty deep. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't think it was going to be, you know, that's kind of deep, man. But back in the 70s, they talked like that. They'd be like, that's kind of deep, man. You know what I mean, bro? Like, yo, like, like y'all came on 
that's just like when the music industry, when the when the artists start talking about they're going to be their own label. Like, don't you understand what we what we what we are doing? Not what we did. So it seems. What we are doing. So it seems. Don't you understand that Oscar De La Hoya, Olympic gold medal, ninety-two Olympics. Bernard Hopkins come out of the penitentiary, come out of the juvenile system. Terror in the streets of Philadelphia. Been stabbed three times. They said my heart stopped the last, the first, the third time. Excuse me. Three different people. My 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 high school my my um, really uh, uh, high school ninth tenth grade Tanya still around we still see each other we talk and say how you doing she still tell people that story they told her my heart stopped but they got it back with the with the machines I got stabbed right down in the city of Philadelphia doing the same thing I was doing and got the marks uh-huh. to prove it got the marks to prove it how did both of us team up he comes from the gold medal. East or East LA, LA wasn't that didn't have a silver spoon in his mouth. Wasn't living in Beverly Hills. Father, mother were living in Beverly Hills, or, or Pasadena. How did we come together in time of life in the same sport oh. that we loved since we was nine years old or, or younger from the east, from the west coast? the East Coast and we become partners where everybody said we was gonna sell in the media. Oh my god, they 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 tore us up for two years. And as Oscar remind me of my Hall of Fame, number two on the internet, excuse me, because he put a he put a, a, a congratulations out rapping one of the internet was like a, a, a page. They said we was gonna be done, partner, twenty seven mm-hmm. years later. Time go fast when you're having fun. And that needs to be told because if it was someone else, they should have told it. And I'll be the one hollering, screaming, saying they need to highlight. Normally we have fighters are broke, correct, y'all? Fighters are broke. They mess their money up or this or that. They own some drugs. They don't look in shape. They gain 200 pounds. They let everything go. Come on, y'all. I'm not saying y'all saying it, but we already know what the blueprint is. Nah, that's what you hear all the time. So, so people might call it braggadocio. People might say I'm doing this and that, but at the end of the day, there's a lot of young fighters out there that's our business, and they're businessmen. There's a lot of young ladies yep. out there that's in the boxing business. They are businesswomen, and they are business, and they want to be business on all fronts of it. There's nothing wrong with that. So, 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 I'll be glad one day. Somebody come up and pull my jacket or say, Mr. Hopkins, I just want to say thank you because I, I, I start off boxing and I, 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 I still do, but I don't. I, I turn my business around by doing this and doing that. Or somebody that might come up to be a star and might come up to be credible in this sweet science of business. But that, to me, is so important, man. I mean, it's so important. We can talk about fighting all day. I mean, all night rather. We can talk about that all night, but I, that came in my head as I'm talking to y'all. I said, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta spill that out. You know what I mean? And that mm-hmm. doesn't diminish anything about the Tank and Ryan fight. Back to that yo, fight. It's, so it's, it's a so fight that we need. Yo, coming out of this COVID thing and this TV and how the world's been shifted around. You know, it's a shift going on and taking place 
in every state in America. You know that, right? Yes. It's a shift, right? I don't want to talk about how the shift is. Y'all know the shift means. Things are changing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I look yep. the neighborhood. I don't care where you live. They're building. Mm-hmm. They're doing this. doing that. Things are changing. And and, and, mm-hmm. and and change. So my thing is this. Coming out of COVID, coming out of a lot of other racial unrest and all, everything, everything got exposed. Everything got exposed. The dress of America was pulled up so you could see the underwear. Yeah, yeah. We need this fight. We don't. Boxing needs yeah. this fight. Hank Davis mm-hmm. and Ryan Garcia. Yeah. Yep. We're just about out of our time. Really, Thank God. I'm every excited. time we have you on, you, you do just a great job for us, and we really appreciate it. Um, you know, uh, we hope you'll come back more, uh, more than just once or twice a year. And maybe even you think about joining us uh, on a, a monthly basis or a weekly basis. You're always welcome on, on this program. Um, I just hope we get uh, some work done. If, you do, if I hold you to that, I just hope we get some bad work done. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> we, probably have so, we probably have so much fun we won't get no work done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, no, my, 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 my uh, blessings to y'all. I appreciate y'all, too. That's why. I was I was really to be honest with you, I was really like looking forward to it and, and made sure like, you know, you could be doing anything on a Saturday night by having the time to, to, to think of me and also to have me on to to disagree to agree, um, share my knowledge and, and experience. Mm-hmm. I'll say, man, you know, good night to y'all, wherever y'all laying your head at and um you know, never never get never give up, man. Never give up, never give up. <laughs> And uh, keep yep. keep supporting the street science, man. No matter where it comes from, from cradle to the grave, sure, yes, support sir. it, man, sure. and, and and back it so it can stay around. Yep. Thank you. Thanks, hey, Z, you want to lead us out? Uh, absolutely, it's a wonderful show. I definitely want to thank the champ, the greatest middleweight ever. Bernard Hopkins. I want to thank the rest of my Fighting Words family. These shows are definitely a memory of Bob, Coach Mel, and Dr. Chris. And if anyone wants to hear any Fighting Words, please do call. Okay. Ty? Hey, it was obviously a great show. Uh, it was great being on with the typical cast. Uh, obviously, talking to uh, B-Hop was the highlight, who I think is the all-time greatest fighter uh, of my lifetime. And being as though we share a similar boxing knowledge, I will now humbly call myself B minus Hop. Um, great go. show. Yeah. <laughs> Bob is our co-pilot. <laughs> Coach Mel's watching over us. Dr. Chris keeps us watching. Thank you, B Hop. Everyone, please have a, a wonderful and safe week. Peace and blessings. Okay, uh, yeah, I want to thank everybody for coming on, and especially our staff that they they spend a lot of time preparing for these shows. Um, Bernard was fantastic. Uh, always a pleasure to talk to him. Uh, and I know uh, I had met him a couple times with uh, my good friend and, and partner, uh, Dr. Chris Panarella, uh, years ago uh, up in Philly when I lived up there. And, uh, he was probably one of the uh, guys that, uh, um, that Chris talked about more about him or Larry Holmes or uh, Tex uh, Cobb, who he had a, a piece of. Um, and uh, 
always talks such so highly of Bernard uh, about his ethics and his, his, uh, his attention to the game. So, ladies and gentlemen, these programs are brought to you each and every night of the week in grateful appreciation to the men and women of the United States Armed Forces, men and police and fire services, the doctors and nurses on the and first responders on, on the COVID, and wonderful people to clean up after those people because they put themselves in harm's way each and every day. And there's wonderful people at the supermarket to keep us uh, uh, fat and happy during this pandemic. Uh, these programs are brought to you um, <clears throat> in grateful appreciation to the men and women who've lost their lives in the line of duty, Deputy Robert Anthony Carroll, Patrolman David Curtis, Patrolman Jeffrey Colcat, Sergeant Thomas Be- Thomas Batinger, <clears throat> De- Detective uh, Jeffrey Colcat, Jeff Gazowitz. Detective Randy okay. Bell, Detective Rick Childers, San Diego Officer Mike Henley, uh, Sergeant mm-hmm. Tom Wilson, Charlotte County Sheriff's Department, uh, Tarpon Springs Police Officer Charlie Condit, Deputy Chief Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department, Lieutenant Joyce Craig Lewis, Philadelphia Fire Department, Sergeant James O'Connor, Philadelphia Police Department, Sergeant Chris Levesque, Hillsborough County Sheriff's Department, Patrolman and Officer Chris from Lakeland PD, Lieutenant Joe Zerber, Newcastle County Police, Deputy Chief uh, Mike Godwin, Philadelphia Fire Department. Deputy Josh Meyer, uh, Nassau County Sheriff's Department. Captain Matt Letourneau, Philadelphia Fire Department. Captain Chris Leach, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Arthur Hope, Wilmington Fire Department. Lieutenant Jerry Ficus, Wilmington Fire Department. Trooper Joe Bullock, Florida Highway Patrol. Trooper Chelsea Richards, Florida Highway Patrol. Chief Al Hogle, Longwood Pete Police Department. Chief Timmy Ford, Wilmington Fire Department. I'm going to ask you a favor of everybody. Uh, just keep a good thought for the family of uh, um, Sergeant Dave Brewer, uh, Sarasota County Sheriff's uh, Detective, uh, who passed away this week. Uh, Dave was a tremendous yeah. guy, a great great partner, and uh, uh, we miss him uh, dearly. Um, so uh, please just uh, keep, if you, if you say prayers, please say a prayer for him. If you don't, please just keep a good thought for he and his family. Um, it, uh, well, we want to say good night. God bless and have a great week. Good night. Good night.